Hey everybody, Fabrice here. Welcome back to Blind Sanity. Today, we are going to talk about Apple's latest iOS release, iOS 16. Uh, word of warning, um, we're talking here about the uh, very early beta developer uh, edition of the iOS 16. This is not something that uh, you should download unless you are a developer. Uh, actually, in order to get that version, you need to have a developer account uh, with Apple, uh, which costs you, I believe, $99 a year. Uh, that will allow you to download that early version and test it. Um, the difference between the developer beta uh, version and the public beta version is that the developer uh, beta version is very buggy and usually um, uh, is intermediary between each of those uh, public beta release, which means that um, the public beta come after the developer beta with less bugs. If you are interested in testing a beta release of uh, the operating system from Apple, you can download them uh, automatically uh, by becoming a member of their public beta uh, program. If you go on apple.com and you look a little bit on their website, you'll find a link to uh, put your name in there. But keep in mind that people like us, uh, people with disability, we rely quite a lot on our phone and um, adding a beta version to the uh, iOS uh, version that you are using may uh, make some of your app, unfortunately, some of the most um, useful sometimes uh, uh, unusable. And uh, in some cases, and that happened uh, to me, it can reset your computer completely, removing all the accessibility feature that took so long for you to adjust um, uh, day after day. So keep that in mind. It is not something that I would advise, but uh, it is interesting for me. I have a friend that can help me out uh, and get me out of trouble if I get stuck somewhere with that uh, early developer beta version. And uh, it also uh, allowed me to see what Apple has in stock for us um, with the uh, official iOS 16 release uh, from the accessibility standpoint. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about that. I'm not going to talk about the uh, funky stuff, the, um, the pretty stuff from uh, uh, iMessage, uh, the change in um, um, Apple's photo app and things like that. We're just going to focus on accessibility and the improvement and a few hack actually uh, that are currently on the newest um, um, release of the iOS 16. We're gonna take a quick break and then we'll start right away. All right, let's start with the lock screen feature. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, the lock screen, uh, whatever you have, whatever phone you have, Android or Apple, is the first picture that, uh, the first thing you see when you pick up your phone before you enter your code or before your phone um, unlock itself and uh, you have access to all those apps you have in your phone. So uh, since iOS uh, 1, the first uh, iOS, you all know that the first thing you, uh, you see when you pick up your phone is basically the time, the notification, who called you, what text, etc. Um, and uh, in the background, you have the wallpaper that you have selected. If you're like me, then it's a very dark or very black um, uh, background so that uh, I have high contrast, which allow me to read the time or read the notification with no uh, issues. Uh, but depending on, uh, on uh, whoever um, you talk to, you may have different wallpaper, maybe a picture of your family in the background or things like that. That picture will not change. It will always be the same. Um, so 
unless you change the wallpaper, uh, that picture will always, uh, the background picture will always be the same. That's not the case anymore with iOS 16. Now you can create multiple lock screen with multiple wallpaper. In order to do that, when you install your iOS 16 um, for the first time, uh, you uh, will be uh, sent to your original lock screen with the, lock, with, with the um, wallpaper that you originally selected. You have to depress on the lock screen and then a new feature will pop up that would allow you to create new lock screen. I don't know how many is maximum, but I try up to six and it, it still allow me to make more, uh, more than that. So the advantage here is that you can create multiple lock screen with multiple wallpaper, maybe your kids in... Um, uh, one of them, maybe a picture from your vacation in another one, etc., etc. Once you're done, the uh, the whole idea here is that you can switch from one lock screen to another by depressing on the lock screen when you pick up your phone and move right and left to select the lock screen of your choice. That is a manual way to select your uh, lock screen, but there is an automated way uh, that the lock screen can be uh, uh, selected, and that is using focus. For those who use iOS 15, you do know how focus works. There are multiple modes that allow your phone to react differently depending on what focus you choose. For example, for me, when I use my workout focus, I don't allow any phone call, I don't allow any text, I don't allow anyone to contact me unless they try twice or three times, which means that it's very urgent and they can get through. There's no notification, there's no nothing, and then if I decide to go into the home screen, the only app that I'll be able to use is the Apple Music app and the Fitness Plus app. That is what my focus, uh, my workout focus uh, gets me. But with the new um, lock screen, you can also choose which lock screen you want to choose depending uh, on um, the focus. So now when I go to do my workout, not only the phone realized I'm, doing, I'm, uh, I'm working out because of my watch detecting that I'm starting a, a workout, but it will also select the um, lock screen of, uh, that is assigned to the workout focus mode. And uh, all the parameters that I selected for that particular focus will work as well. Nobody will call me unless they call me twice or three times. No text message, no notification, no nothing. Um, so it's pretty powerful um, for people with good eyesight, I think. For people with no eyesight, it's a little bit limited. Um, I think focus is more useful for us than a multiple lock screen, but it could be useful for some people with limited picture. If you can see picture of your kids or your family or anything like that, and if you have multiple, um, multiple pictures that you want to go through throughout the day of the week instead of having to change the um, setting of your lock screen and change the wallpaper, you can just swipe right and left and get a new lock screen whenever you want to. That's it for lock screen. Of course, there's more to that. We're going to talk about personalization. Personalization, sorry. There's a few things you can do to those lock screen, but we'll, uh, we'll take a few, uh, few second break and then we'll talk about that shortly. Now let's talk about the additional layer that Apple uh, in iOS 16 uh, will offer you with your home screen. You can actually customize almost everything on the screen. Uh, when I say almost, it's, uh, there's not that much uh, to begin with since Apple likes to keep things clean. Uh, you only have three areas of the um, lock screen that you can change. 
So how to get there? Well, uh, once you uh, created a new uh, lock screen, you can get back to them and deep press again and then select the customization um, option at the bottom of the screen. And you'll see that there are three areas in the uh, lock screen uh, that are now um, showing you three rectangles. The first one is all the way to the top of the screen and it's basically a box that um, basically um, contain uh, uh, originally the, 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 the date. So it will be, I don't know, Saturday, December 13 uh, of uh, information like that. It's a very narrow uh, rectangle. You can actually change what's in there if you do not want to have the date and if you want to have, I don't know, the... the uh, the temperature or the weather or anything like that, you can change uh, that um, date and put somewhere, some, something else instead of it. The problem is very, very, very small. And if you guys have already problem uh, reading um, the, the, the date on your lock screen, uh, changing it to any other information is not going to be useful. But you can technically change that. The second area that you can change is the one right under it, and that's the time, the way it's displayed Apple allow you to change the font of your um, of the time, uh, so basically the the way the time is displayed. But it does not allow you to do crazy things with it. It gives you only the choice with um, between eight different um, uh, type of font and nothing really crazy. It's still nice. You can change it the way you want, uh, but it's it's relatively limited. Under the box that contains the time, you have the box that uh, is supposed to be empty the first time you use your phone with a new iOS. And uh, that box will contain the famous widget that Apple keep talking about. So for those who have an Android, this is not new. Uh, ever since Android started, you were able to get widget on your home screen. But for Apple, this is something new. In that box, you can add up to four widgets um, sometime less, uh, I'll not tell you why a little bit later. Uh, and the widget that you can select are the ones that are approved by Apple. So for the moment, you can have the calendar um, widget, you can have the date, if you want another date um, uh, widget, um, uh, on top of you know the, the actual date from your lock screen. Um, you have the um, weather widget, you can have the fitness widget with the three rings. Uh, that tells you um, how far ahead you are with your goals uh, during the day. The problem is that it is um, very small. Each of the widgets are uh, the size of an icon on your homepage. Uh, um, and um, if you have problem seeing those icons already, chances are the widgets are going to be pretty useless to you. But for those who can actually see a little bit, those can actually be useful. Uh, for me, for example, it gives me a good idea about where I am with my fitness uh, goals. And it also tells me uh, what is my next appointment. Uh, and I'll be able to just by clicking on the widget to access directly to my calendar, to access my calendar directly. Um, the problem here is at first it's very small. It's, um, uh, the, the widgets are very small. So, Unless, um, you know, you have good, uh, still a good eyesight, this is going to be pretty much uh, useless to some of us. Uh, and then um, some of those widgets requires more than just a small icon. For example, the calendar app that tells you what is your next meeting or next appointment requires two spaces, which means that instead of having four widgets, you'll end up with three. 
so it's pretty limited. There is no way for the moment to add two layers of widgets. Apple only limit the widgets to a single line of them right under the uh, date, uh, sorry, the, 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 the time, the clock um, area. And that's pretty much it. The good thing is that um, you can change the widget and which widget you want to put on that um, area below the time uh, on each of the lock screens that you create. For example, um, I, uh, I'm going to use my favorite uh, focus, for example, the uh, workout focus. When my watch realizes that uh, I am working out, it automatically switch me to a lock screen that is assigned to workout. It basically tells the phone to put everybody on voicemail or to keep all notifications out until I finish my workout. But it also allows me to select the widget that I'm interested in. For example, um, the fitness um, app, a fitness widget is uh, something that I'm interested in. Then um, uh, I'll, uh, I'll get it on, the, uh, on that lock screen. Um, I may be interested in the weather if I run outside or if I do for, go for a hike or things like that. So that can be assigned to that particular lock screen. So you can assign multiple widgets to a different lock screen. Uh, and it's not just because you select a series of widgets that they're going to be on all the screens. So this is pretty interesting. But again, for people with low vision, this is not something that is very usable. Um, so it will depend on how good your eyesight um, uh, is, but for me, it's um, it's pretty much a waste of um, space on my uh, home screen. The biggest problem here is that because now you have the widget line under the time on your lock screen, notification had to be rearranged. Uh, usually. Uh, on iOS 15 and the version before, all the notifications started to, to pile up, starting uh, right below the, 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 the clock on your lock screen and keep going down. So you have to scroll down uh, to, um, to see all the notifications that were waiting for you. Now, all you have is um, a small um, portion at the bottom of the screen that tells you that you had a notification. It's up to you to start scrolling up uh, from the bottom of your screen to the way up to see what's happening and what happened during your uh, your workout or what happened that you've missed. Uh, it's from my standpoint, it makes the lock screen a little cleaner. There's less uh, notification all over the place, but uh, for people like us, it makes things a little bit too complicated and more complicated and less um, less convenient than what they used to be. Um, again, it depends on your eyesight, but uh, for me, it's again this this the the the, the sense of novelty wore off wear off wore off very fast uh, after a day or two and i decided to go back to a single lock screen and not bother myself with too much customization but this is something that is still available like i said to uh, um to you if you really want it and if you actually can use it that's it for lock screen let's talk about something else in a few seconds All right, now let's talk about um, making phone calls and receiving phone calls. Uh, iOS 16 actually does a good job in fixing a problem that appears with iOS 15 uh, for those who um, 
uh, encounter the problem, you do know what I'm talking about when you're on the web or you're using the phone for a particular task and someone calls you, you end up with a very small banner uh, at the top of your screen with two very small buttons uh, uh, to ignore the phone call or to actually pick up the phone. Uh, those buttons are very small, you don't see anything and it's happened very often for me to press the wrong button so I hang up um, or I don't accept the call uh, while actually I just I wanted to answer. So the way iOS 16 works is that um, for uh, a particular uh, uh, contact, the one that you uh, are going to establish from the, uh, the, the get-go, uh, the phone will allow the phone call to get through without you having to uh, pressing the accept button or the deny uh, or the decline button. For example, uh, if you tell your phone in the setting um, uh, the setting app that uh, all phone call, for example, from your kid have to go through, then uh, any time that your kid called you, the phone will ring once and then the phone call will go through automatically. So you will talk to your kid directly through your speakerphone uh, without you having to uh, press the, the uh, accept button when the, you receive the phone call. It can actually be um, awkward in some case, but if you select the right contact, it could actually be very useful. Uh, I use it, for example, when my mother call or when my boss call, uh, once or twice uh, it happened already, and it's actually pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Um, and useful. Of course, um, you can also imagine that it could be in some case inconvenient uh, that somebody can call and you have no uh, way to accept or decline, uh, even uh, if uh, those people are part of the uh, approved list of uh, um, phone calls you want to go, you want to get through. Uh, so it's it's up to you to decide very judiciously which a contact uh, you want that feature to be um, uh, activated for. But all in all, it's actually pretty useful. The second thing that iOS 16 does uh, with regard to phone calls is that it allows now uh, Siri to shut, um, to hang up. Um, it, there's no more struggle with finding the hang up button at the end of your phone call. You can just ask Siri to uh, hang up and uh, Siri will hang up the uh, phone call. Um, it's by default um, on uh, the off mode, you have to go for your system preference and, re and activate it. But uh, when it is activated, it actually works really well. The inconvenience is that, of course, you, um, your contact, the person you talk to, will hear you um, telling uh, Siri to shut, uh, to, 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 uh, to hang up. Uh, but that's a minor uh, inconvenience considering the advantage that will um, that feature will give you. You don't have to struggle. You don't have to figure out where the buttons is. Uh, all you have to do is uh, basically tell Siri to uh, hang up and she will do that automatically. So that's a big plus for um, the phone uh, section of uh, your iPhone. That is pretty much it accessibility-wise on the phone side. There's a lot more to talk about. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get back to this. Next, let's talk about live text. Um, feature that was introduced 
in iOS 15 and didn't work very well, actually. iOS 16 does a good job in fixing most of the problem. For those who don't know what live text is, that, uh, that's an easy and a very nice feature uh, to, uh, to know, is that basically you take a picture of whatever you want. If there is something written on it, you can actually tap on the... Um, uh, um, whatever is on the screen, and you can actually manipulate that um, uh, writing, uh, make a copy of it, or maybe uh, paste it into a, a note uh, or, or a Word document or things like that. It's actually pretty neat. Uh, it worked sometime with iOS 15. It doesn't work. Uh, it didn't work all the time for me. Uh, what iOS 16 does is that now it adds the video mode to that. So, for example, if you take a long video and then all of a sudden you realize there is information here that could be useful for you, you can actually stop the video or freeze the video at that frame and then click on the information that you're interested in and then the iPhone will tell you what it is. You can also, as I said, manipulate the... Um, uh, the inscription or the text and put it into documents such as Note, Word, Excel, or anything like that. Or you can even copy and paste and send that information to uh, one of your friends using um, uh, iMessage. Um, a quick example, for example, uh, if you walk in San Francisco, you find a nice bakery, you can take a picture of the bakery uh, front door and get all the information, the opening um, time, the closing time, and make a copy of all the information into your notes or maybe send that, uh, those information, uh, this information to your friend uh, uh, to, uh, to tell him, okay, th those are the opening and closing hour. It's actually very useful. The greatest thing about it is that um, uh, it actually does a good job with menus. If you go to a restaurant with some friend, you can actually take a picture of the whole menu and uh, ask Siri to actually read whatever is uh, printed uh, on the menu just by looking at the picture. Um, what Siri will do is that he will recognize, she will recognize automatically all the text that is on the picture and will read them for you without you having to do anything. This is actually a very, very, very useful feature that I use very often. It works also for all the pictures. Uh, if you took pictures uh, many years ago uh, um, and uh, you asked Siri to uh, uh, analyze them, if there is any inscription or anything she can read, she will read uh, whatever she can on those pictures. Like I said, very useful. Um, very useful in particular if you're looking for, um, um, I would say, uh, information for a business or opening or closing hours uh, for a business. Or if you want to go to a restroom, they can actually read uh, uh, what is on the door of the restroom just by taking a picture of it and asking Siri to read it. No more going to the wrong uh, restroom. If you are male, you can uh, now rest, um, um, sh uh, be sure that you are uh, going to the right restroom. Uh, no more awkward moment. Uh, like I said, it's very useful for menus if you go with some friend. It's very useful uh, if you want to take some information and you don't have anything to, uh, to write down the information. If you take a picture, for example, of someone's business card and then um, you ask Siri to read it for you, uh, she will do that. But you will also be able to uh, click on the um, uh, the print part of your uh, picture and save that in uh, a different app. Very, very useful and it actually works really, really well. So this is something you need to try and uh, um, you'll see this is a life changer, especially for people with low vision. 
All right, let's uh, move on to our next category. Let's take a quick break and then we'll talk about um, um, Apple Map. Apple Map actually now work with VoiceOver. It did a little bit uh, in the past. It was a little random, but now VoiceOver will actually tell you when you reach a point that you've determined on your map. The uh, big change with Apple Map uh, with iOS 16 that now you are allowed to set up multiple points, multiple destinations within your route. So if you are walking like me a lot in San Francisco, you can decide to go from point A to point B to point C to point D, etc. instead of just point A to B, and then uh, having to reset the phone uh, to get it from point B to C, etc. It's actually pretty neat. VoiceOver will tell you when you reach one of those intermediary um, destinations. Uh, it's, uh, it's just a, a small haptic feedback, so your phone will vibrate. It's actually pretty neat. Um, and could be used. Uh, uh, it could be useful for some of us, especially the ones that work a lot in uh, uh, in, uh, in 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 big cities. Aside from that, um, we have to talk about the Apple improvement to iMessage, uh, but it's um, it's a little bit half baked at this time. Um, the final section of that um, uh, podcast episode. Uh, will be about the uh, the issue I uh, uh, I encountered using iOS 16, so I don't want to talk too much about it. But um, I have to say that the dictation part of um, iOS 16 is not as great as the 15. Uh, it's not as responsive. There's probably a lot of processing, a lot of bugs in the back, uh, in the background that makes the thing a little too slow, and it doesn't understand much of what I say. Which sometimes, you know, is not, you know, not a big surprise considering I have an accent. But uh, my friend used Siri uh, or, and used um, a dictation, and it had uh, the same issues with him. And he is a perfect English uh, speaker. So I suspect this is something that is going to be changed relatively fast. But the dictation doesn't work very well at this stage, uh, even though um, Apple. Uh, uh, talks about it and talked about it during the iOS 16 presentation as uh, being an improved version of the iOS 15. So I don't know what the improvement is, but it is not there for the moment. What I can tell you is that um, dictation with uh, punctuation actually work very well as long as dictation work and recognize that you're using the right word. So if you dictate a question that will start, for example, with a what or why, or if you have an intonation that sounds like a question, um, Siri will automatically add question mark or will add any punctuation that she thinks is necessary when you send an image, uh, a, a text message, or if you dictate um, something into your note or your Word document. Um, at that stage, uh, I can tell you that it works very well, but again, when dictation work uh, to begin with. So uh, right now, uh, dictation doesn't recognize a simple word like what or why, so the punctuation is a little bit off uh, since the dictation doesn't work very well. But I suspect that in the, ne the next uh, release or the next beta release, uh, things will get better uh, as, um, as uh, Apple gets closer to the release date, which is supposed to be officially in September with the new iPhone uh, 14, if I remember well. Um, it's a little bit of a letdown at this stage. I suspect, like I said, uh, that that feature will be polished 
and will be more usable with the public beta that is scheduled at the beginning of July. So if you are on the public beta program, you may be able to use it uh, effectively, but at that stage with the original developer beta, it is, it is unusable. Um, what else can we talk about? Well, yeah, we can talk about the voiceover. Um, the problem with iOS 16 is that for some reason, it deactivates some of the accessibility setting that you spend so much time activating and fine-tuning. Uh, for example, I use um, a lot of the speech, um, uh, text-to-speech, uh, feature, which means that um, I ask Siri to read uh, uh, all the website and news articles that I'm interested in, in reading for me. Um, installing the uh, iOS 16 uh, actually changed the voice to the uh, monotonous robotic voice over um, of, uh, traditional voice, and there is no way to get it back to Siri. So Again, this is a bug that I think will be uh, fixed uh, relatively early. This is not something that is difficult to fix, but this is kind of annoying. Um, and uh, this is something you need to keep in mind uh, before you, uh, you jump to a beta version. That is it uh, for now. Um, I'm going to uh, take a quick break and then we'll talk about the, uh, the, the issue that I have with iOS 16. And uh, my hope, uh, actually, uh, uh, with um, I actually hope that those issues are going to be fixed, because some of them are pretty annoying, and some of them are reverting to um, uh, making the phone less usable for people with less vision. So we'll talk about that in a few seconds. All right. So. Is iOS 16 a huge improvement for people with low, vis low vision? I'm not entirely sure. I think the, uh, the way that you can, uh, the, the, the fact that you can hang up or auto-accept phone calls is actually useful for us. The, um, the change in lock screen for people with low vision uh, is pretty much useless uh, just because everything is so small. And on top of that, uh, even if you install those widgets, you can't ask Siri to read your lock screen. She will just tell you there's nothing on the screen. So it's, even if you try to access the information and use voiceover, you will not get inf information read to you. So the lock screen feature, the new lock screen feature for Air 16 is pretty useless for people like uh, uh, with low vision. There's a few uh, interesting things. Like I said, the map haptic feedback can actually be interesting. I didn't mention, but the keyboard haptic feedback is also back. It used to be there in previous iOS and got abandoned somewhere in iOS 14 or 15, I don't remember. But now uh, every time that you click uh, one of the key of the keyboard, there's not only a sound, but an haptic feedback, which is actually pretty satisfying and makes uh, typing a little bit better than what you used to do. It's still a marginal improvement. Um, and that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, the, the best feature for me is live text. Uh, it is a lifesaver, uh, especially if you go to a restaurant, you don't have, um, that gives you a little bit more independence and you don't have to rely on your friend to read the menu or to choose for you. It's actually pretty, uh, pretty neat. The disadvantage uh, of downloading iOS 16, at least at that stage, is that it messes up with your setting. My transparency mode um, was deactivated the bold setting of the large character were deactivated. So I ended up with a phone that I had a lot of trouble to use uh, once the iOS 16 was installed in my phone. And uh, that was um, a source of uh, um, a little bit of frustration uh, because um, 
you know, when the, um, especially with the transparency mode, uh, if the screen is too bright, you will not even be able to find, at least for me, uh, any icon or any way to fix the problem. And you know as well as I do uh, that uh, getting your phone to the setting that works well for you takes a lot of time. So when you change iOS and all of a sudden your parameters are changed, it's very frustrating. Um, also, you got to realize that uh, some app won't work. Uh, some of my bank app refused to open on iOS 16 uh, beta. Um, that's to be ex ex uh, expected. I've read on the internet and on Twitter that uh, iOS 16 developer beta, the first one, the one I'm using it, is actually pretty buggy compared to the uh, rest and to the other betas in the past. I don't think there is that much of an issue. Uh, yes, there is some app that does not work very well. Yes, dictation doesn't work very well uh, at that stage. Uh, it is promising, though, um, um, especially with the uh, auto punctuation. This is a nice feature for people like us. Uh, so it's an inconvenience, but it's still a good beta to try as long as you understand that uh, there's going to be some change on your phone that you will have to put back to where it was supposed to be. I hope that um, the uh, official release of iOS 16 uh, in uh, September will allow for a smoother transition. And I hope that all the setting for accessibility setting are going to be kept from one iOS to another during uh, the uh, installation of the new system. Uh, that's uh, that pretty much it for iOS 16. Um, I'm now going to talk about the watch, uh, watchOS uh, and iPadOS, uh, mostly because iPadOS is roughly the same thing as uh, iOS 16. Um, they have uh, added, um, Apple added a few new uh, gesture feature that are not very useful for um, people with low vision. So I'm not going to talk about that. And as far as watchOS, it's pretty much the same uh, at a few exceptions, a few more polish, uh, polishing on menus and preferences that really have no real effect on, uh, on accessibility and the way we use our phone or our watch. That's it for now. If you need more information or if you found a feature that I haven't talked about, don't hesitate to share. You can send an email at blindsanitypodcast at gmail.com or you can share them on Twitter at blindsanitypod. Uh, a quick note, I am working on a, a website. Um, you can, uh, actually, there is nothing right now. We're still working on it, but you can uh, try to um, visit us. The website is blindsanitypodcast.com to see where we are. Um, I am planning on starting a blog relatively soon. So if you can check out um, once or twice a day to figure out where we are, and um, we may have a live um, uh, website relatively shortly, uh, hope by the end of the week. Um, and say hello if you have a chance to, uh, to, to visit us or uh, tell us what you like or what you don't like, either on that website or on Twitter or on that email. That's it for now. Hope you all um, have a good end of the week. If it's too hot, stay home, drink a lot, or go to the beach. Or uh, um, if you have a pool, um, enjoy your pool. It's going to be very hot this week in the area uh, where I am in California and the south of the U.S. Uh, stay cool and have fun this weekend. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.